advancing innovative research, academic excellence, and family-centered care to transform outcomes for children around the world. Children's Mercy Kansas City presents the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is amblyopia, recognition, screening, and treatment in the well child care setting. My guest is Dr. Scott Atkinson. He is a pediatric ophthalmologist with Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Atkinson, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So let me, uh, curious, what percent of um, children are actually affected by amblyopia? Uh, the incidence in the population is said to be between 2 and 4 percent. And and. It, that's been pretty consistent. We're not seeing any any changes in that. That's correct. Yeah, that's uh, those are consistent with historical averages. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about. Um, I think to to for this interview, Doctor Atkinson, I'd like to talk a little bit about the the different types. Maybe we can review that, uh, and then we'll get into some screening techniques that are available, and then we can get into some treatment. So, why don't you tell us what are the three main types of amblyopia? Sure, will. Um, the three main types of amblyopia are, uh, the first one is called deprivation amblyopia. And in deprivation amblyopia, there is something that's blocking the passage of light from the front of the eye to the back. So that could be a very droopy eyelid, which of course is opaque, or a cataract, which might be uh, dense enough to block the flow of light to the back of the eye. And there are a host of other things too, but de- deprivation is number one. This is the hardest to treat and the most important to try to treat very early in life. The second type is called strabismic, and strabismus is a misalignment of the eyes. So these are people who have an eye that crosses in or maybe goes outward or even up and down. And in that case, we have uh, a suppression usually of one of the eyes uh, to prevent somebody from having double vision because the eyes aren't looking in the same direction. And the third type is called refractive amblyopia. And in refractive amblyopia, uh, the eyes have a different uh, set of focal points so one eye is uh, out of focus compared to the other. So uh, the image that's presented to all of the neurologic structures of the affected eye is, is, is fuzzy. So the brain does not develop the visual connections as well in that case. Uh, those are the three types of amblyopia. So, so speaking to the, the, the community physician, the community pediatrician, what, what are the screening techniques that are available to them? Yeah, um, I, I think of about four screening techniques. Others might be able to think of, of more, but uh, the first one is the one that people have been doing for a long time, and we sure appreciate pediatricians and family doctors and, and nurse practitioners who do a good job to try to uh, check visual acuity in each eye separately in their office. Uh, this is the typical thing with the eye chart and the letters and the, the E's that point in different directions or, e- or even uh, pictures for kids who are too young to understand those. So visual acuity measurement is number one. Another thing that could be done is to look at the red reflex uh, in each eye at the same time. Uh, This provides good information. If the red reflex is asymmetric, you might be able to catch, uh, say, a cataract or even a refractive error because red reflex has different qualities. So that's why it's kind of good to look at it uh, simultaneously. The third thing that you could do is uh, check for strabismus. Uh, The classic way to do this is to shine a pen light and to look for the reflection of the pen light either in the center of the pupil in each eye or maybe it's in the center of the pupil in one eye and off-center in the other, and that could give you a uh, clue to strabismus. The fourth thing is uh, something that's come along more recently, uh, photo screening, and there are a bunch of different devices on the market. A lot of pediatricians' offices have these, and 
we find these to be very accurate. So a, a person who uh, does not pass a photo screening exam frequently has a problem that if it doesn't need treatment right away, at least needs to be followed. Uh, so those are the four different things that, that I think of that can be done. So when it comes to uh, treating amblyopia in, in that uh, community setting, uh, what are some of the treatment options? And, and then I guess also, at what point should a general practitioner refer to a specialist? Right. Um, generally, uh, amblyopia is treated by eye care professionals and, and not primary care doctors. Um, it would be a tough ask for a family doctor to, to learn all the nuances of amblyopia, although it could certainly be done. But, um, of course, uh, optometrists and ophthalmologists have, have the tools to examine, uh, do the, the full eye exam that aren't generally available in uh, pediatricians or nurse practitioners' offices. Um, the things that we do as ophthalmologists and optometrists are um, usually these are the kids who wear the eye patch, okay? So that's usually our first line of treatment. It's an ancient therapy for this, but uh, generally is, is, uh, for most kids, that's what we do. We, we patch either part-time or full-time the eye with the better vision to make them use the eye with the weaker vision. Um, if that's uh, not working, some patients are amenable to treatment with atropine drops, which uh, is another ancient drug, but uh, in this case we use it to dilate the pupil of the stronger eye, and that makes the vision blurrier. And in some patients that can cause them to start using their weak eye, and you can take the place of patching by just using an eye drop once or twice a week. Um, there are some things out on the horizon that people might have heard of, uh, using video games with uh, presenting variable aspects of images to each eye separately so that the brain is forced to kind of put them together to make a whole picture. Um, these these therapies are, are not ready for prime time quite yet, but they're uh, being intensely studied, and at Children's Mercy we're involved in some uh, randomized control trials for this. Yeah, tell us, so, I, you know, interesting, um, when you look at what's on, on the horizon in, in the research that Children's Mercy is doing, um, and, and I know these are in the future, but is there, are we looking at a couple of years down the line? Are we, where are we at with that research? Yeah, I think that uh, we'll have an answer in a year or two, and, and we'll know. Uh, you know, sometimes things that get a lot of media play don't don't hold up under rigorous scientific study, but, um, you know, we're doing our best to uh, be optimistic about this, and um, if, if there is a possibility of using something more fun than an eye patch to treat amblyopia, you know, all of us would be all ears for that, for sure. Yeah. Dr. Atkinson, I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show today and thank you for the work that you are doing. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics of Children's Mercy, Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.